0: Welcome to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. We're here to demystify wellness and help you add a little adventure to your life. Tune in for a new episode every week, where we'll hear from incredible guests and talk about ways to be happier and healthier in our new normal. I'm your host, Valerie Moses. Let's get started. Hello, my beautiful friends. I'm so grateful to have you here, whether you're a longtime listener or tuning in for the very first time. Wellness and Wanderlust is all about creating small shifts in our lives to make a lasting impact on our health and happiness. I cannot wait for you to hear this one. This week's episode is brought to you by Zencaster. Podcaster friends, this one is for you. Zencaster is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio quality audio and video without needing all of the technical know-how. It records each guest locally, then uploads crystal clear audio and video right into the suite so that you have high quality materials to work from. Whenever I do Interview. I always get so many compliments about the audio quality, so I'm so excited to share this one with you. I have been using Zencaster since the very beginning of my podcasting journey. You can get 30% off a Zencaster Pro account using my code Wellness and Wanderlust, all one word, or just tap the link in the show notes. I hope you'll check it out. It is fantastic. Now, on to today's episode. We are chatting with Arielle Levitt, host of the You've Got Connections podcast. Arielle started out podcasting about the dating world before pivoting to her new brand, You've Got Connections, earlier this year. Business is done through connections, and how you connect with a person's energy can make or break a deal. In our conversation, we talk about the power of connections and community and how to nurture the relationships in our own lives. We also talk about the world of online dating and how to approach dating in a more positive way. Fun fact, Arielle even recorded one of her own dates on her podcast, which you will absolutely love tuning into. I just loved connecting with her, and her energy is truly contagious, so I'm going to let you hear from Arielle. Let's dive into this week's conversation. Hi, Arielle. Thank you so much for joining us at Wellness and Wonderlust.
1: Thank you so much, Valerie, for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is so much fun.
0: I can't wait to chat with you, I have a fellow podcaster on the show, and I've really enjoyed following your work. Before we dive in, why don't you tell our listeners a little about yourself?
1: You're so sweet. Okay. So where to start? So my podcast was birthed. Um, <laughs> I always say birth because I feel it's like a, like a child to me, right? It's like my it's my baby. It's my everything. I just enjoy it so much. So I started it in 2001. So it's a little over a year now. And do you want me to get into like a little bit about what it's about, I guess. I can, I can. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna just go for it. I'm gonna just <laughs> lay it out go on all it. the table. It's gonna be be all out there. So I started the podcast, and it was about relationships. And the way I got into that was a good friend of mine, um, Kathy Heller. She started this program. She's a huge podcaster, and she started a program called Made to Do This, and it's really figuring out your purpose in life. So what is what is your purpose? What are your? Everybody's put on this earth for some sort of reason. And to figure out what that is. And through her course, I took her course. And um, one of the things that she says is like, just try different things. And so podcasting is something that she talks about because it's something she started and built her career around. And then she gives you other uh, options and ideas of things. And I felt like I was like, you know what? I am going to just start with podcasting. This is kind of fun. I really enjoy loving, beautiful relationships. I think they're amazing. And my parents have one. I'm dating and I've always wanted to have that. And what does that look like? And how do people have these types of relationships? So I decided, I was like, all right, let's let's start interviewing couples then. Like, let's start someplace. We have to start with something. (laughs) So I took on my first couple. They were so happy to share their love story. And um, now, I, for a year I interviewed, I had over 30 couples on the show and got to hear all the ins and outs of it. And it was really incredible to be able to hear the stories and listen to what they have to share. So that was kind of my my podcasting journey on everything.
0: It's so inspiring. And I, I love a good dating podcast. And <laughs> just... Very excited to stumble upon yours and to hear some of the advice that these couples have had and some of the other experts as well. Mm-hmm. So when you've talked to couples, what themes come up? Like what lessons have you learned from from talking to them?
1: So one of the things is just like appreciate each other for who they are. So it might be like times are down or rough or whatever it is. But if you can just constantly appreciate that person for for why you fell in love with them, why you love them in the first place. Don't try to change them. Don't try to have them be something else that they're not. The person is who they are and you were attracted to them for a reason. That's that's what I, I can – you know, and I think that's so important. I think a lot of people forget that and they always want to, you know, like mold somebody into what they're not. <laughs> yeah. doesn't really work all the time.
0: <laughs> well, I think a lot of resentment comes up when yeah. you – yeah.
1: It, it does. And then unfortunately that that drives couples apart.
0: I I can definitely see that. And I have really enjoyed listening to some of these couples and I'd love to know, how do you, how do you select a couple to come on your show?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. They have to go through a list of questions. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) A panel and uh, no, Um, they, I know I'm so grateful. I've known a lot of the couples. So I knew, I just saw the energy between them and I was like, Ooh, this is just so good. We need to share this. Or somebody else or another couple that was on the podcast would be like, oh my gosh, I feel like this couple would be so great for your your podcast. And I was like, I trust you. I know who you are. And I can't imagine you would have somebody that wouldn't be a good fit. And thank God everybody was.
0: Oh, for sure. And I, I would love to know how, has this changed in any way, the way that you look at dating and relationships?
1: Mm. yeah it has actually it's very fascinating so i was like always that really giddy into the fairy tale like i would be like "Ooh, i want to be like cinderella or the little mermaid or you know like all of those disney princesses and after really like going on this journey for a year and listening to these couples and different things and experts and stuff like that i came out after a year almost changed, or oh, I, I, not almost changed, but I am changed. <laughs> but um, to the point where now I just feel like I know my self-worth, I know what I'm worth, and I don't need somebody to come rescue me. I don't need that Prince Charming to come on a horse and rescue me. I would like that person to come into my life and add to it, of course, but they, and like enhance it, but also do the same for that person and be more of a partnership than just com- one person coming in to rescue somebody else.
0: I absolutely love that. That's something for me to, as well, that it's growing up millennials. We mm-hmm. <laughs> grew up with the Disney stories yeah. and Beauty and the Beast was mine, but we mm-hmm. all had you know, a princess <laughs> that we identified with and Wanted that fairy tale love story, and it doesn't necessarily have to look like that for it to still be meaningful. And discovering that in your own life is so powerful when you finally do get to that point. It can take a while, but mm-hmm. I think getting to that point.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. And I'm so grateful I was able to go on that journey and and discover that about myself, um, and have a lot of people go on the journey with me. <laughs> that was very kind of everybody to be, you know, to do that and listen in, and. I, And also hearing their feedback, you know, having listeners type in and write in whatever to me, their feedback was really, you know, eye opening also and, and learned a lot about myself through that. And then I was able to like ask other questions to help other people. And, and it's really wonderful that we all went on this journey together. I really pr- appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is such a cool experience. And you've done something really unique with your show that it, it could be really scary for a lot of people. And that thing that you've done, you've ha- actually had dates on the podcast. And I'd love to know <laughs> <laughs> what inspired that and what has that experience looked like for you? How, like, has that changed anything for you?
1: Um, yeah. So Jen Glance and Brian Howie, who are all both podcasters and have great podcasts, so I'm going to do a little plug for them. Uh, <laughs> Brian Howie's is The Great Love Debate. And then Jen Glance's You're Not Getting Any Younger. They're wonderful podcasters. And they were all sit- sitting, having a conversation. And they were like, oh, it would be so much fun to like go on a date with you. But like, you know, sit nearby, not go on the date, but be nearby and hear you on a date. And I was just like, Oh, that would be kind of interesting, yeah. Um, like, would you be up for it? I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> like, that would be kind of fun. So then, that was kind of how it was birthed. And they're like, but we need to have like everybody else listen to it. And and I had actually had just a friend, another friend, that day said to me, she's like, oh, I love like listening to the dates, and I hear love hearing your dating stories. But it'd be really fun to like kind of sit nearby. So for two people to say that all within like a day or two. I was like, "All right, this is meant to be," <laughs> and so, uh, so it was time to start doing it. And I went on Bumble and Hinge and all the apps, and I started messaging people. It was like, "Oh, hey, do you want to go on like a date?" And it would probably be recorded, and it sounds really creepy, but I just <laughs> I wanted you guys to know it's like for a podcast, but I can't tell you that much information, and I can't tell you that we like we can't talk ahead of time because I really want it to be natural. So um, with all that criteria, uh, I had a couple people respond and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of into it. Like that sounds neat. But I had this one guy, Moon, he said to me, his, on his profile, I think it said, are you looking for something like an unusual first date? And I was like, oh, this is funny. I got something better for you. I was like, I think I have the unusual first date for you. And um, I told him and he's like, yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. So then we um, ended up not really it didn't totally work out which there's an episode about that of it not totally me- us meeting up at that time there's a confusion that happened but we ended up uh, being able to then record the epi- like a a meeting in on the podcast but our initial meeting unfortunately was not recorded on the podcast
0: that is such a cool story though that just having i mean that is definitely an unusual first date experience but how cool it was too that he was so open to to trying it too
1: yeah, yeah, I know, right? Like some of the responses from the guys were were interesting. Like some were you know, like really into it. Some were like this is kind of creepy and then some said yes and then backed out and were like, mm, "Actually, I I don't think this is going to work for me." And it's it's hard because you're I'm asking them to be vulnerable also and expose themselves. But they did it. And like in my head, I'm like, "Oh, this is so easy. This is fun." <laughs> But I forget, like other people, it's their lives. It's one thing for me to put my life out there, but it's another thing for somebody else.
0: That's so cool, though. What was the what was the feedback like from you know sharing those dates?
1: Oh, it was so funny. Some people were like, "That moon guy, no, 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 not the right guy for you." And then <laughs> other people would write back and like, "Did you go on a second date? I kind of liked his, like, liked him." And then they'll be like, or some people would be like, "His voice was so sexy, like." <laughs> It was so funny, like the different responses I got. But uh, yeah, we un- we did not go on a second date. We're actually friendly, which is nice. And we had a friendship start from it. But um, that that's kind of where it ended with us romantically.
0: Well, that's nice though, too, because you don't necessarily have to be romantically compatible to still have some kind of relationship in some way. And he seemed like a nice guy. He had a nice voice.
1: Yeah, right? It was like, yeah, we've yeah, been like, ooh,
0: Good podcasting voice.
1: Yes. Yeah, like a really good radio voice. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, I should say podcasting. No one uses radio anymore. I guess. I don't know.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, you have a very positive way of approaching the dating world these days because I think it can be so easy to get jaded. I know I have a million crazy stories of things that have happened between the apps and life itself. And I'm sure, I'm sure you do as well. And so it can become very easy to get, I think a little bit negative about it or, you know, to start dreading it almost. And I think you have a very positive approach to it. Um, Do you have any tips for kind of navigating the the online dating and the dating apps just in in a positive way?
1: Yeah, I think just have fun and be playful and flirt. I think a lot of people take it very seriously, which I mean, obviously, there's a line, right? Like be playful, but but also caring. But I think a lot of people just go straight into like, how are you doing? And like, what you do today? And what's going on instead of like, make a little joke, make that person feel a little like, sexy and fun and flirt, right? Flirting is such a like a a beautiful thing. (laughs) I feel like it's so forgotten sometimes and especially easy. It's easy on the apps, right? Like you can just be like, hey, do you want to meet up? Or like, again, how's your day going? What's up? How are you? Like that type of stuff. And um, if you can just comment on somebody's picture or uh, something that they said in in a playful, fun manner and and be sincere about it for sure. I just think that's such a, a fun thing to do. And it makes it like takes the pressure off of things a little bit too because it's it's so easy to be so serious. And we're so serious all the time, aren't we? Like as
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think we approach dating from such a serious point of view when it should be fun and mm-hmm. a lot of times we almost treat it like it's a business mm-hmm. or like yeah. a business transaction almost and I I love that because I was going to ask you too. Um, I think especially on you know Bumble, the woman has to make the first move, mm-hmm. and that can be so scary. Even though I don't know about you, I've gotten plenty of first messages from a guy that were really creepy, and mm-hmm. it's probably better that we're starting the conversations in a lot of ways. Um, but I was going to ask about you know how do you open the dialogue in a really authentic way.
1: That's so funny because I was so against Bumble for so long because of that reason. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I, I was just like, nope, I'm not doing that. The guy should approach me. I'm going to just not do it. And then finally, I was just like, all right, let me try a new app. And I didn't want to do Tinder. So I was like, all right. And I, and it's fun to kind of get out of your comfort zone. I, I think I like, I like to. So I was like, all right, let's try this. <laughs> let's go into it. <laughs> And then I started like having fun with it, and I would start with like a joke, or I'd make a comment about something that they said, like they, they had on there. like if it was like, "I'm a sushi lover or something or I love sushi." like it's usually what a lot of people put on there. So I'm just gonna use that one, mm-hmm. for example. um that was on mine because I love sushi. And I would be like, I don't know if I could share with you, like, could or could you share your sushi with me? Or are you totally, I don't know, you, you, you get kind of creative. I, I'm having a hard time on the spot at the moment. <laughs> I'm using oh, my, sure. for an example, but um, yeah, like just having like a fun little thing, or like, what's your favorite role? Or I, instead of like, I love sushi too, like, great, that's good, but what about it? Like, <laughs> let's go a little yeah. bit deeper than that. Um, or instead of just liking that. So I think that helps just kind of open up the conversation a little bit more? Yeah, mm-hmm. for
0: sure. Because, yeah, I do think, you know, you say, oh, I love sushi, too. That can almost be a little bit close-ended. And mm-hmm. it's so funny that you bring up sushi, too, because I remember there was this article that came out. It was when the online dating was still becoming a little bit more mainstream. It wasn't just, like, kind of our parents' generation, but really, like, as younger people, were starting to, to get into it a little more, I think it was match.com, don't quote me on this, mm-hmm. that it, um, a lot, because a lot of these dating apps and websites do so much research with the data that they have. And they were finding that the people that got the second dates, it was if the first date involved sushi or vodka.
1: Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. I could totally believe that. I mean, I guess it was a, an actual thing, but I can I could really, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it was an actual article, but yes, it's a very believable article because it's real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not i I'm not
0: I'm not a big vodka drinker, and yeah. I like the hibachi side, but I'm not a big sushi person. So I was like, oh man, I need to like develop some new tastes or something so I can get a second date. <laughs> but, that's hysterical. Yeah. So I guess that's a new thing you can now add,
1: which <laughs> if you
0: yeah. see sushi on their profile.
1: Oh, that's really funny.
0: <laughs> so you get the conversation flowing, and you start talking to someone that piques your interest, and decide to, you know, go on that first date. Do you have any suggestions for kind of navigating this dating world and that first date? Like, do you have any go tos that you find helpful for for that?
1: Again, I kind of like. I mean, it depends where you are in dating, but still try to keep it light. I mean life's hard enough. And life's hard. Let's say hard, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel like that when I say that, I'm like, that's so Debbie Downing. Like, that's how I was like, I paused for them. Like, but it is like, I mean, for, for most people, it, it's really, you know, you have a lot of stressors in life. And there's a lot of other things. And anyways, so I feel like when you go on these dates is like, go back to flirting. I keep going back to that. Because it's just like, if you can just like obviously talk about the real stuff too, but throw a joke in there, have fun. If you can't laugh at life, life is just going to pass you by. And I think it's so important to constantly just be able to laugh at yourself and laugh at what's going on around you and like situations and find the humor in things. And if you can try to do that with somebody on a date, it, even if you're not totally into them. Still have fun with them. You can have fun with somebody or you can find a way to have fun with somebody, even if it's not going to work out. So then you're not completely wasted, you know, like your time and your dinner or something like that. You're, you find a, a fun way to have, to have that time to, with that person.
0: Yeah, I definitely had those dates where, you know, right away, you kind of know, okay, this isn't my person, but mm-hmm. you still can have a nice night. The night is not wasted. And you got to let off a little bit of steam. You got out somewhere maybe that you haven't been or you got to try mm-hmm. a different coffee shop or a different bar than you might normally go to and uh, or maybe get out on a weeknight. Yeah, <laughs> That's- that's always exciting but you got to have an authentic conversation with a person and enjoy yourself even again if that person is not your person and you don't plan to see them again it's still I think recognizing that not everybody has to be the person you're going to marry
1: yeah and I think I went into those those days a lot being like is this my person this Mm -hmm. you know like and then right away like oh no this is not my person so I'm like I'm checked out and after a while, I was just like, all right, even if it's not my person, like this person is still a cool person and they have a lot of depth to them and they have a lot of like interesting, fun things about them. So that's where I was like, hey, I'm going to actually get just get to know this person. And that's also like really where it should just start. Like just get to know that person, not all these other stories that can come with that meeting because our brains are so good at creating stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love to create a story about everything and anything. And instead of just being in that moment and, and really just having that exchange of conversation with that person, yeah, otherwise you create all these other things. And you're like, well, they're not, it's not going to work out because of this, this, and this. And you're not having a good time. You're not connecting with a, another person. As humans, I always say we, we're here to connect with each other. Or it's our natural feeling of wanting to be together and connected.
0: 100% I think if the last two years have taught us anything. <laughs> yes. Just the power of human relationships.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, I think that's so important. Just... Yeah, to to hold space for each other and take that time to get to know somebody's story, learn a little bit about them, even again, if it's not your person. And I've definitely gone into it as well, where I'm like disappointed because you want in some ways wanted to maybe have the relationship yesterday Mm -hmm. or what have you. But I think enjoying the ride. And I think too, I don't know about you, but married friends and friends who had been in long-term relationships would come to me with like wanting to hear my stories and and almost like being a little envious that that you have some of these stories. But I think the experiences that you have, I think they, they shape so much of your life and give you so much of an appreciation for, for the people in it.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I will say it is, it is fun sharing your, like the stories and yeah, your friends are always like, wait, what happened? That happened? And they showed up like that? What? Oh yeah. <laughs> because they forget or whatever. Yeah. Right. And it's fun. It's it, yeah. It's just fun yeah. to have the stories to go with it.
0: Even the bad ones I think are yeah. kind of hilarious.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Again,
0: especially the bad
1: ones. Yeah. You just have to laugh at it. Right. Like it could be really upsetting and depressing, or you could laugh at it and have fun with it and think about, oh my gosh, how bizarre that was. <laughs> and Can you <laughs> believe that <I>, this happened? <laughs> Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you, you really hit on something here that I want to talk about as well about just the importance of relationships in our lives in general, whether they're romantic, whether they're friendships, business relationships. I think relationships are really I, I just finished recording an episode where I talked a little bit about this um, in an Ask Me Anything, but about just the power that relationships have in our lives. And you've since pivoted your podcast a little bit to talk more about the platonic relationships as well. I'd love to know what inspired that and just a little bit more about, you know, what your journey has been like with that.
1: Yeah. So this was a tough move. <laughs> no, it was not it, it was tough, but it wasn't because it was like I was battling with this inside a little bit because I love the journey of going on the relationships and then dating on the podcast a little bit and, and all these sorts of things. And then I was like, I'm actually going to kind of pivot slightly. And I didn't really – I mean, my – my listeners are just going to be like, oh, wait, what's happening? So I gave them a heads up. And I was like, hey, guys, we're, we're pivoting. <laughs> we're going on this journey called life, and we're just going to go for a little pivot. So I I decided um, – so I have um, medical practice, a physical therapy, occupational therapy, and chiropractic. And I that's my day-to-day of what I run and own. And I've had that practice for 10 years. So that's what I'm, I'm doing more day-to-day. But while I'm doing it, I've grown it through connections and relationships with with other business owners and and doctors and and attorneys and and other um, small businesses in the area, so I've been was doing that, and I'm like I've gone on this journey with relationships, and what I do every day is kind of relationship based, and I feel like I got a lot of my answers from that year of of elevate love, and I felt like I was like I'm kind of ready to take this to the next next phase <laughs> because i know it's not with a, another person but it's also the relationship of yourself and the one you have with yourself and i feel like this is this is my thing i i connections is what i love to do i love setting people up on dates i love setting people up in business um, relationships where they get to two people get to meet and make a lot of business happen it's like one thing that like lights me up so much or friendships that happen and I'm constantly putting people together and I'm like oh my gosh you should meet this person or you guys would be doing so much fun stuff together and I was just like all right it's kind of time to to change things and that's where I had to go with this podcast and bring it into more business professionals and talk about how they're they're getting business done through connections. And because as people, we just need to connect more together. And it, it, it's all relationships, right? Some are more romantic, some are more friendships, some are more business, but they're all, they're all the same thing. A relationships are relationship. It's, it's just connecting with somebody and having that energy exchange.
0: And it's similar skill set as well. Mm-hmm. I really do believe that, and I I can so relate to you about just that power of connections. I feel so empowered when I can bring two people together that are better for for meeting each other. Um, in my full time job, I work in community relations mm-hmm. and PR, and one time my boss referred to us as the company's matchmakers because. If, if we're not the right fit, we have somebody in the organization that is, or we're connecting people even within the community, just because we were getting so plugged in. And I love being that matchmaker and finding ways, like, and even through podcasting, one of my favorite things with podcasting is the people I get to meet and staying in touch with them. Since, since the show started and the relationships you build, I think that you can learn so much from everybody in your life and just the power of bringing people together is just amazing.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. No, since podcasting and since everything else, it's right. It's like when one door opens, like when one window opens, another door closes, whatever, you know, the expression. Yeah. (laughs) We're just opening up all the doors and windows these days. (laughs) That's what (laughs) we're going to do. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah. No, it's it's amazing how you meet somebody and then they're like, wait, you really need to meet this person and then another person. And these incredible people come into your lives like you, like you. I'm just loving my conversation with you. And, and just like having this conversation is like bringing so much joy in my life. And I'm so <laughs> grateful. I really am. So thank you.
0: Thank you. And I am as well. And just for some background for the listeners too, and and actually for, for you as well. Um, so for listeners, I connected with Ariel through Jen Glance, who she mentioned previously, and Jen was on, I will have to look it up. She was on a, an episode of this podcast last year, which I'll link in the show notes. We had actually connected because we went to school together. I was supposed to be on her birthright Israel trip my freshman year. I got sick. I couldn't go. I went like three years later and she got into blogging i got into blogging she had reached out completely separately from us going to the same school or any of that and had asked if i would do a review of her book on my blog and if i wanted to do a guest blog for her so we had connected that way we stayed in touch a little bit over the years and later on when when i wanted to connect with her about coming on the show I was going through old emails to try to find her email address. And I find a Jen glance from 2009 when I was planning on going to Israel. So turned out we had a lot of the same mutual people from South Florida. I know that you're in South Florida as well. So I'm sure we must too. And then when I had reached out to Jen recently, just reconnecting, um, was when your episode on her podcast had come out. And I had told her how much I enjoyed that. And it was just a beautiful connection of two people. And I think we have a lot in common and how friendships and relationships are born. And I can say for me too, with, you know, you, you mentioned that a lot of the couples maybe mentioned other couples that they knew who were a good fit for the show. Yeah. And I've had the same thing where somebody reached out to me who said, hey, my friend so-and-so was on your show. They enjoyed it. And they thought that we would really hit it off. And those more so than any like cold call or anything like mm-hmm. that, those end up being the most meaningful conversations. And it's always the conversation that you need to have. I don't know about you, yeah. but yeah. it's always what you need to have in the moment.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Like this conversation with you. Like I, oh, yes. this is- <laughs>
0: I know it's been a long day and just a really just a lovely way to, to spend the evening.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: Yeah and so I'd love to know because I think that I think we're, we're living in a world where it can be really easy to feel disconnected and then one of the biggest questions I've even gotten in the DMs in the past is how we can make friends as adults. Yeah. So hard, so scary. How do we build and maintain those connections in our lives and really make them meaningful rather than just, we meet in an event, I give you a business card and we say our goodbyes and maybe connect on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah. So I think it's that energy, right? It goes back to like that energy that you vibe with. If you're not really vibing with somebody or that energy's not coming, it feels like draining. It's okay. That's not the connection for you. And if you meet somebody at an event or something like that, and you feel that you kind of get a little charged by that person, I think those are the connections to pursue. And those are the connections to really, maybe it not is not the person that you want to interview on your podcast or whatever it may be, you know, or want to do business with, but you just really enjoyed them, then I would definitely pursue that. Like those are the relationships that I pursue more, whether it might be a good fit or a bad fit. It's the, the ones that I just, the people that I enjoy. I really enjoy talking with people and connecting with them. And um, hearing their story and and what's going on with them, but it's I feel like it's an energy thing. I don't know if you feel that too, but yeah, you're like you. There's those people that like pump you up, <laughs> and and, um, and those are the ones that like I end up having great conversations with and meeting so many other cool people through them and doing a lot of business with them or or setups or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, it really is an energy thing. You meet some people and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've known this person my whole life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That's there's something so powerful in that and so energizing in that. And yeah, there are definitely those draining relationships as well. And maybe, you know, taking a step back from those a little bit, I found even in my personal life, sometimes you have a friendship that's, you know, not serving either party at that point, mm-hmm. um, but I still don't believe in burning bridges.
1: No, 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 no. There's, there's ways to just like you part part ways a little bit because you never know when you're going to run it back into somebody. And it happens all the time. I could actually give you an example of somebody. <laughs> yeah, Her and I met about five, six years ago in business. And at that time where I was in business and where she was at business, we were just not compatible. And I actually was just not really enjoying that person. <laughs> I felt like like, this is not good. I don't know why we're meeting. This is pointless. I wanted to get the sale done. I wanted to get the business done. And and that person wasn't really where they were at. And I was, I honestly, I wasn't really connecting with them. I wasn't making that effort either. I was just more of like, let's get this sale done and let's get things done at that point in my life. And then we reconnected just recently, actually. And when we did, it was like, wow, why were we not talking this whole time? <laughs> and we we had this great conversation and things have gone so amazing since then. And um, I actually had her on the podcast. <laughs> and I was just like, you are such a cool person. I'm so glad we got reconnected. And at that time in our life, it wasn't the right time and right fit. But now this time in our life, we are – totally on the same page. We just had such a fun conversation. We're doing so many fun things together. And she's introduced me to other people. I've introduced her to other people. And we're just like, it's like spreading like wildfire, just what we're able to do together and in, in business in, in and friendship.
0: Yeah, it truly is about timing and where you are in your life at the time. And then I think just t- taking a genuine interest in the person and getting to know them on a human to human Level Because I know for me, when I started at my company, I was put in this very networking focused role. I'm actually an introvert. So the idea wow. of just going into a room. Yeah, like if, if I just go into a room, and it's just people that, that don't, ha- it's, it's just maybe for a random chamber of commerce, and it's yeah. not for like a set purpose it terrifies me. I have to go hide in the bathroom and like collect my thoughts and then I'll go out and I'll turn on the extrovert and pretend, but it takes a minute. And I usually do find that when I go to these events, I'll have colleagues that will pick up way more business cards. They'll talk to a lot more people. I might have two or three conversations, but they're a lot deeper and Mm -hmm. there ends up being something really great that comes out of it. And I always find the person that I need to talk to in the room, but even, you know, starting at my company at 22 and going to some of these events where everybody was so formal and just kind of asking, you know, say, Hey, I really love this piece of jewelry you're wearing or, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever. Like we started talking about other things and how I've ended up making like close friends at very business focused events just by kind of taking an interest and other people who may have ended up serving as mentors in different ways. And you just never know what something is going to lead to. And so I never like to throw anybody out, even if maybe it's not the right time and there's no no particular connection at that point, just kind of ending on good terms or maybe like letting the relationship fizzle out. And reconnecting at a time that makes sense for for both of you
1: yeah
0: or they might know somebody else that is a good fit for you
1: yeah it's happened to me a lot in business actually I just thought of like a couple other people I was like oh my gosh that we like lost connections you know I mean we Mm -hmm. lost touch and then we got reconnected and it was just yeah it's all about that right timing right place right in in that vibration Mm -hmm. I go back to I'm really into energy <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like if your energy is in line with what you want or whatever, it, it just comes to you, right? Like it's once you make up your mind about something or whatever it may be and you full-heartedly believe in that or you're full-heartedly in on something, it just attracts back to you. And, um, I feel that with people, like if you're in on a connection with them, it's, it just comes right. Like, or if you're, if you know what you want in a room, when you go into a room of chamber converse or whatever it is, and, um, you kind of know what you're going in with, then those people are going to come towards you and have those talks and conversations with you. It's just, you guys are going to attract each other. It's like magnets, right? Two magnets in a room. (laughs) It's bound to happen.
0: The timing couldn't be any better for what you're saying. I just uploaded an episode, which um, listeners will now, it will have been out for a few weeks at this point, but on manifestation and just how your energy does attract. And so I'm just, I'm having such deja vu because I literally, right before we started talking, was listening back to it a little bit. And I mean, you're so right. And I, I think you do, you do put a certain energy out into a room that, that is going to attract the right people, whether that's business, whether that's a friendship you didn't know you needed, whether mm-hmm. it's some kind of community involvement that you didn't know that you might be interested in doing. I, I even remember reconnecting with someone that I interned four years prior just to see how she was doing. And I did have some questions for her just pertaining to kind of the the, the industry that we're in. Yeah. And she brought up kind of on a whim as well, hey, this board that I serve on is having a mixer tomorrow, just looking for new members. And now I've been on that board for two years. It's for an organization that... I believe so strongly in and I've gotten to make a lot of really good friends from, and, and it's something that, that I believe is making a difference. And just by taking that interest and getting that coffee or taking even the 15 minute call, I think so, so many of the guests on the show have, you know, a 15 minute coffee chat call that they offer. And I say, take advantage of that and yeah. get to know them because you never know what can come out of these conversations.
1: Yeah. It's so much fun. All the ideas and the, the possibilities, right? Mm -hmm. and it all just stems from one thing like just talking (laughs) yeah
0: do you have any other tips for meeting new people and then keeping those relationships strong
1: i say like be genuinely interested in that person and if you're just genuinely interested in that person and that relationship will stay strong if the energy's there it will it will be there because with my relationships with with what i do is just that i'm 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 genuinely like that person so maybe i don't talk to them for a couple of weeks but i pick up the phone and i call them and talk to them and it's it's like we had left off where we just started so i think if you are just real and you I think then people that comes across to everybody.
0: Yeah, I think people are really quick to pick up on when you're not being yourself and when you're not being genuine and Yeah. Just taking that interest. I think Mm -hmm. something I started doing because we have so many distractions in the world. We have so many different things going on. I started, if somebody told me, Hey, I have this thing coming up on this day or whatever, I started putting it in my phone, just putting in little reminders. So I knew to reach out to them because there's so much we forget about. It's easy to let other people, like, unless it's a major life event, someone's getting married or having a baby where you're going to see it all over social media. It's so easy to forget these things.
1: A hundred percent. Oh yeah. It's it's so easy to get distracted, right? Yeah, no, it's a great idea to put it in your calendar. Oh, I like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I need Siri to remind me everything or I won't do it. So yeah. I absolutely love what you're doing, and I'd love to know a little bit more. So, with with your show, as you've pivoted mm-hmm. and you're taking on more of the platonic connections and sharing what that's like on the show, what's next for you? Um, what what are you hoping to bring in? Because I know that's a relatively new change.
1: Yeah. So, a part of this change is that I I started a, a group, and it's for women business owners. And right now, we're we're local, and we're getting together to support each other and. It's not like a networking group. It's more of just like a mastermind and accountability and being there for each other because I think it's just so important to have a, a community, right? A community behind you helps so much. <laughs> it takes a right? it takes a village to raise a child or whatever that you know that expression is. And it takes a village to grow a business, I feel. And if you have that that support behind you, it just makes it so much easier to grow your, your business. So um, I have started a, a group here, and it's called Get Elevated, but we're actually going to be changing the name to You've Got Connections, so it all flows at the podcast <laughs> Little insider information right there, but it's just there for the support for each other, or, or I should say we're there for the support with for each other, and that is something that has come alongside with the podcast like the change of the name and everything, it all happened at the same time. So that was also part of the the inspiration of changing the podcast a little bit too. So it was just all together and I don't have kids. And, and I always say like my, my business I run every day is my first child. And then this group for women business owners is my second child. <laughs> So um, it's nice to be able to have support with all these other women business owners to to do this and go on this journey with them. So for myself and with for them, it's been wonderful.
0: Yeah, I think there's something so powerful in having a community. And I, I absolutely love that you're doing that. We had um, one of my guests on the show last year who, um, she started a women in communication group prior to the pandemic and they met maybe two, three, four times a year. But during the pandemic as people were getting really disconnected and feeling scared of all the changes taking place and not really sure, you know, what to expect. We started meeting weekly on Zoom and on Google Meet just to talk about, you know, what challenges we were facing and how we could help each other, we would have asks and gives. And I think that there is something we we all have a similar role in our organizations, but we're in non competing companies. Mm -hmm. so it was really nice just to have a sounding board and have these people rallying behind you. I was starting my podcast during that time. And they were able to recommend guests for me and even just be a support and get the word out. And then I've been able to help them with different things too. And I love that you have a group like that. Because I think that I think everybody, after after being a part of that, and they're not people I even knew a lot of them in mm. my personal life, other than the girl that had started it. But it has made such a difference in my growth, and I don't know what I would have done without them for the two years.
1: No, oh, I love that. I love that. It makes me like so happy because, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's community and connection, right? That's what we need. Mm. And um, and that's as humans, we seek that. Even if like, I feel like even if you're in the same industry, you can still help each other. There's enough business to go around. There's enough uh, everything. So even if there's two real estate agents, um, one real estate agent can't do it all, right? So you need a support of another one. And to do it together and help each other and and be there to bounce ideas off of is, is everything. 100%.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. I think I just think there's something so powerful in women supporting women, and and men too. You know, the fifteen yeah. percent of you listening <laughs> that are male or non-binary as well. But yeah. um, you know, I think there's something so powerful in being able to support and help each other grow.
1: Yeah, and I and I always go back to that. It's it's not that I'm not including men or anybody else. It's just that sometimes it's just nice to just. Sit and get together and have those conversations because the industry that I'm in and I'm sure other people too, it's, it's a very like, um, male dominated industry or so. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's nice to just like put your hair down <laughs> and relax a little bit, you know, and, yeah. and not have to always like push your best foot forward and you can just breathe for just a second.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I absolutely love everything you're doing. I am definitely going to get all of your information to share with our listeners as well. Before I do that, I would love to dive into our rapid fire questions as well, just so the listeners can get to know you. (laughs)
1: Let's go. I'm I'm up for a a little rapid fire. Okay. I'm on my toes.
0: (laughs) These are always fun. I love to hear hear what what guests are up to. My first question for you, what is your top wellness
1: tip? I don't know if this is going to be too giving away, but uh, mine is going to be surround <laughs> surround yourself with people that bring you joy and energize you. I'm an extrovert, and for me, that is so important. And it's – even as an introvert, maybe a little bit too, because, right? Because when you are out with people, you want to make sure that those people are very energizing or, or – or bring you joy or or, um, happiness, right? That I would say is my my wellness tip because it's so important to be around people that bring you joy and energize you.
0: As an introvert, I can completely agree with you there, I think. And maybe more of an ambivert. I'm not really sure anymore. <laughs> but I think, you know, especially the pandemic, if that's taught me anything, it's the value of our relationships. And mm-hmm. yeah, I find myself sometimes feeling physically sick when I'm around the people that just drain me. And yeah. I think having having those people that you love, that, that you support, that they support you, there's just something so beautiful in that.
1: It can make or break your day, right? It can really Mm -hmm. just totally change things. And why not be around people that energize you? It's just delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes.
0: Now, where is your favorite travel destination?
1: Oh, okay. So I love to travel. And I don't even know if I could pick one. Because maybe it would just be like any new place I could go to. (laughs) (laughs) Because I really like to discover new places in this world and, and go there. and But then I love to go back to the ones that I've ha- I have been to. But I would say maybe any place that I haven't been to yet is my new favorite travel destination. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. Is that allowed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, if you were an animal, what animal would you be and why?
1: Oh, okay. So I love Dolphins. Dolphins are my favorite. They're just so like they always have a smile on their face. And yeah. they're they're just so smart and I don't know. They just they bring me so much joy. They make me all like warm and fuzzy inside. I just love them. And um I think they're really incredible animals.
0: They really are. I I think there's something so special about dolphins. I that's that's one that I relate to as well. Um not saying that I'm the most special, but <laughs> I think I think they are really such cool animals. So I absolutely love that. Yeah. And the smiles. They're right? so, happy. They're so or happy. They appear happy.
1: Yeah. Even if they're having a bad day, they have a smile on their face. Like... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're just always like in a good mood and I love it or whatever. They're just – and they're playful and, and they're just amazing. They really are unbelievable. at, And like I said, they're very smart. Yeah. Very really smart. But they're just they're, – they're so cute. They're so cute.
0: <laughs> yes. If you could master a completely new skill, what would that be?
1: I think I would have to go with to learn another language because I love to connect with people, and I it, I feel like it's sometimes hard when you can't because we speak different languages. So I I would love to be able to to learn a different language, and I don't know which one that would be. Anyone? I I have a hard time learning languages, so I would just be appreciative that I could just master a language. <laughs> I'll take anyone, anyone at this point. <laughs>
0: It is so tough, but I mean, and people really do, I don't know about you, but when you travel, even using a few words in the native country's language, mm-hmm. I think people appreciate it so much to to hear these words in their language as opposed to us. Because I think a lot of times we go to other countries and we just start speaking English and assume that everybody speaks it. Yeah. And I'm not fluent in anything myself, but when I, when I do practice, I practice Spanish a little bit and I think people really appreciate it when you try and It it helps the relationship.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's so important, and I'm. That's why I would love to be able to, like, at least know a couple more words in each language. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like that too. Absolutely. (laughs) And
0: my last rapid fire question for you, what is next on your bucket list? This could be business. This can be life, really anything that you're excited about, looking forward to.
1: Oh, this is good. So it's actually funny. I'm going to just tell you a little thing, but I don't like the word bucket list. It's my own little internal battle because I feel like it's final. And I feel like we're always evolving and changing and growing. And I don't feel like anything is final. I don't know. That's just my own like fun, weird turn on it. So I mean, I've said it, and I, I'll tell people like, "Oh, like, oh, what's your bucket list?" And they're like, "No, no, no, not your bucket list. Your I don't know things that you want to achieve in your life or your purpose here and stuff like that." So that's I don't know my little tangent on that. But <laughs> what something I would like to accomplish is is I just want to get people connecting more, and that's something that I really am passionate about and um, growing. The podcast and and you've got connections and and the the group and in other people's businesses is something that is just like, I know i'm I want to get done, you know, get going ASAP with everybody and get things moving because it's just so needed in this world. and i I feel like that's something that just needs to happen. That's my my passion and my and my next phase of what I'm doing right now.
0: I love that. And I think you're doing a fantastic job with that, Mm -hmm. with your group and with your show and everything that you imparted on our listeners today as well. Before I let you go, tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can find their show and how they can connect.
1: Yeah. So you can find me. I'm on Instagram at You've Got Connections, Y-O-U-V-E, Got Connections. Then also the podcast, You've Got Connections. I have a website, You've Got Connections, and um, I'm very active on social media and on also obviously on the podcast and everything. So I am so excited to be here today with you. This is just so much fun. I really, really appreciate being on your podcast and, and getting to chat with you at this time. It's just been amazing. So thank you so much for having me.
0: What a powerful conversation. I loved talking to Arielle and learning about her pivot from Elevate Love to You've Got Connections. Our relationships play such a key role in our lives, and I've always been so passionate about this topic. If it weren't for networking and relationships, I wouldn't have the job I have today or many of the friends I've met along the way either. Networking has also been instrumental in getting this podcast up and running, so I'm incredibly grateful for that. I will be appearing on Arielle's podcast in the near future, so stay tuned and I'll share the link when it's up and ready. I've linked all of her information in the show notes and be sure to check out her podcast, You've Got Connections, and drop her a line to let her know what you think. My voice is mostly back after being sick for a while, so I'm bringing back our Ask Me Anything segment with a listener question that came in about manifestation. Our listener asks, What does manifestation look like for you? I am a strong believer in manifestation and how our thoughts shape our reality, but I'll admit I'm still pretty new to incorporating it into my own life. I'm someone who really taps into her masculine with the to-do lists and goals and spreadsheets. And I think that's so important and it shouldn't be dismissed, but when it comes to making space for opportunities to come in, that's where I'm still learning. On episode 69 of this show with L.A. de Poisson, one of the things she talked about was letting go of our attachment to the things we're trying to manifest. So that's something I've been thinking about a lot. I've mentioned before on the show that I'm doing a lot more journaling these days. So one of the things I've journaled about was why I'm attached to certain things and what void I'm trying to fill, if any. And that has been really eye-opening for me. And it's a journal prompt I really recommend for anybody who's been feeling a little stuck lately. So that's what manifestation looks like for me currently. I'd be happy to share an update once I've started to really incorporate it a lot more. But I absolutely love this question. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the show, you can shoot it my way on Instagram at wellness and blog or by email at Valerie at wellnessandwanderlust.net. I am loving this segment and being able to share a little bit more with you about what I'm up to. So please don't be shy. Send your questions my way. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in to the show and sharing this part of your day with me. If you have a topic you'd like us to explore in a future episode or a guest that you have in mind, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You have my contact information. And as I say, from week to week... One of the best ways you can lend your support to this show or to any show that you listen to is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're tuning in from. It takes just a few minutes out of your day, and it truly makes a difference. So I would love to hear your thoughts. I love hearing from our listeners. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I cannot wait to see you next week.